You are listening to the Today I Found Out podcast, where each weekday we provide an interesting story that is going to feed your brain. You can read more great articles like this by going to todayifoundout.com. Hello and welcome to episode number 331 of the Daily Knowledge Podcast from todayifoundout.com. In the episode today, you're going to learn all about what happened to the Neanderthals, then there's going to be a word from one of our fantastic sponsors, Pro Flowers, and then there's going to be a bonus why article about why it hurts so much to get kicked in the testicles. So let's just get right on with the show. Have you ever found yourself wondering what happened to the Neanderthals? Well, wonder no more. Living in Europe and Asia from about 200,000 to 40,000 years ago, the Neanderthal shared many of the characteristics of modern humans, and in fact genetically differed by only about 0.12%. Muscular, short and strong, with sloping foreheads and prominent brows, although their characteristics would have seemed brutish, scientists note that their brains were about the same size as their Cro-Magnon, early modern human, neighbours. Recent DNA research has revealed that most Neanderthals died out in Western Europe about 50,000 years ago, and only a remnant of the species lasted through the next 10 millennia when humans first migrated to Europe. The scientists who discovered the first massive dying off of the Neanderthal theorized that climate change, such as one of the many periods of sudden, intense and dry phases, known as Heinrich events, may have been the culprit. However, as you'll soon hear, this is somewhat in dispute. Whatever the source, only a handful of survivors remained in the warmer southern areas of Europe, and these remnants are believed to have interbred, resulting in limited genetic variation, a condition that can make a species less resilient to changes in its environment and place it at increased risk of extinction. Although in years past, scientists believed Homo sapiens did not arrive in Europe until around 35,000 years BP before present, recent improvements in archaeological dating methods and a second look at some very old teeth have shown that modern humans likely first entered Europe about 45,000 years ago. This period coincides with the loss of diversity and greater weakness in the Neanderthal population and predates its extinction by only 5,000 years. Coincidence? Most think not. And the consensus is that Sapiens simply outcompeted the remaining Neanderthaliensis. In support of this theory, some note that although the two had similar brain sizes, the Neanderthal brain was much more consumed with managing its significantly larger body and visual processing than with high-level processing. As a result, they theorized that the Neanderthal simply did not have the complex language or ability to manage extended social networks that the Cro-Magnon had. The ability to maintain strong social relationships across large distances is believed to have been a distinct advantage when dealing with environmental changes, such as climate change or a major volcanic eruption. Evidence collected throughout Europe demonstrates that while Neanderthal may have maintained relationships with kin up to 30 miles distant, Cro-Magnon were traveling several times that, up to 200 miles. On this same vein, other researchers note that during this time, Cro-Magnon children enjoyed a longer period of development when compared with Neanderthal children, giving them greater time to learn from elders and ultimately leading to longer lives. Both factors are believed to also have played a part in Homo sapiens' greater ability to adapt to environmental disruptions. Speaking of environmental disruptions, about the time of the Neanderthal extinction, two massive volcanic eruptions covered the continent with ash, killing most plant life and blotting out the sun with thick clouds. The first occurred in the Caucasus about 45,000 years ago, while the second, known as the Campanian Ignibrite, erupted in southern Italy around 40,000 BP. 
Since in the past many thought that modern humans had not migrated to Europe until 5,000 years after the eruptions, a popular theory held that the volcanic winter killed off the Neanderthal, while early modern humans were safely living in the south in Africa. However, with the recent changes to the date of first arrival, so that now it coincides with the volcanic eruptions, researchers have had to take a second look. Examining minute particles of volcanic ash from sites a bit more distant from the Italian eruption, they discovered that the ash was on top of the archaeological evidence that showed the transition from Neanderthal to modern human stone tool types. Since this evidence demonstrates that the Neanderthal were displaced by Cro-Magnon in those sites before the volcano erupted, the researchers concluded that another factor was to blame. The same researchers who examined the volcanic ash also analyzed tree pollen and other indicators of climate change, like marsh and sea sediments, and determined that during this period, the Heinrich event, period of sudden cold and dry conditions, had yet to occur. Therefore, the climate change was also not responsible, at least directly, for the extinction of Neanderthal. Ultimately, they concluded that competition with cleverer Homo sapiens was likely to blame. Although competition with early modern humans may have been the final cause for Neanderthal extinction, there is little to no evidence of animosity between the groups, and in fact, it appears the opposite may be true. Recent genetic research has shown that about 2% of the genomes of people who descend from Europeans, Asians, and other non-Africans is Neanderthal, meaning that the two different species interbred at some point. Nonetheless, because of the distance between them genetically, scientists note that they were not very compatible biologically speaking, so the offspring between a Neanderthal and a Cro-Magnon were often infertile. In addition, many of the Neanderthal genes in those hybrids that continued to mate with humans were eventually selected out. Interestingly, although Neanderthal DNA makes up only a small part of our genome, since different humans today carry different Neanderthal genes, when combined together, humanity contains a record of about 20% of the Neanderthal genome. Notably, nearly all Neanderthal DNA found in humans today comes down through the female line, because the male hybrids were significantly less fertile, and possibly even sterile. Alright, so this episode of the podcast brought to you by Pro Flowers. Partially a public service announcement, just to remind you guys, Valentine's Day is next week, 14th of February. So, what are you getting her? Well, with Pro Flowers, you can send 100 blooms of love and you get a free glass vase for $19.99, or I suppose that's glass vase for American listeners. Just $19.99, you get 100 blooms of love, and it's a great way not to just impress your woman, but impress all her friends, get it sent to her, guaranteed to arrive on Valentine's Day. So, all you have to do, you can get that just for 90, uh, 100 Blooms of Love, just nineteen ninety nine. You just need to go to proflowers.com and in the top right, you'll see a blue microphone. Just click on that and type in our code DK. Just go to proflowers.com, type in the code DK and you'll be able to get those 100 Blooms of Love free glass vase, $19.99. And what you can do is you can uh, impress her, impress her friends a bit more. You can add gourmet chocolates and a stuffed bear for just another $9.99. So that's less than 30 bucks for a hundred blooms of love, gourmet chocolates, stuffed bear, guaranteed delivery on Valentine's Day. Just go to proflowers.com, type in the promo code DK. So thanks to Proflowers and let's get on with the show. Why getting kicked in the testicles causes pain in the abdomen. You might have wondered why getting kicked in the testes causes pain in the abdomen as well as nausea, despite these areas not being directly physically impacted. Wonder no more. 
Testes originally form in the abdomen near the stomach and kidneys. The nerves and blood vessels remain attached in that region even after the balls drop. So when a guy gets kicked in the testes or otherwise has his sensitive bits squished, the pain involved travels up from each testicle into the abdominal cavity via the spermatic plexus, which is the primary nerve of each testicle, and then to the spine. In addition to the pain in the stomach area, many men also experience severe nausea. This is thought to be caused by a huge rush of sympathetic nervous system discharge. So, the body's tolerance level for that rush determines whether that person will be someone susceptible to actually vomiting when kicked in the testes. Bonus Fact Getting kicked or hit in the testes can actually damage a man's reproductive abilities. Further, if the force is severe enough, it can sometimes require the removal of one or both testicles. This, in turn, can cause significant medical problems, especially if both need to be removed. Because of this, kicking or hitting a male in the testes in non-self-defense situations is considered sexual assault in many countries in the world. You just listened to an episode of the Today I Found Out Daily podcast. Tune in every weekday for another great episode or find more articles at todayifoundout.com.